I'm just going to quickly read the Bible. So it's Mark 11, 12 to 14, and then I'm going to jump forward to 20 to 22. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. In the morning, as they were, went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Thank you, Mary. All right. How are we doing this morning, guys? Okay. <laughs> a bit tired, a bit cold, a bit closed off, I hear. I'm, um, I, I kind of am a bit of an like, autumn-y guy myself. I love autumn and, and winter. Although there was a time, one time a couple of years ago, when winter wasn't a lot of fun for me. We um, used to live in a house um, over in Pennant Hills. It's like this old double brick house that had a bunch of big, beautiful pines coming, kind of casting shade over it. And when we um, kind of inspected the house for our house inspection to decide if we we're going to rent it, it was beautiful because it was the middle of summer and we walked in we're like, oh, this place is like an icebox. It's so nice and cool. But suddenly when winter came and rain started coming, we started getting black mold, like in the corners of the ceiling. And it was, I don't know if who's had black mold before, but it's not ideal. It's, you know, you don't want to be breathing it in. It starts getting into everything. It's pretty pervasive and it's not ideal. So we kind of said to the landlord, hey, look, this is a problem. He said, no, it's not. <laughs> it's my house. Um, and we couldn't really afford to break the bond at the time. So we were stuck in this house with black mold all through it. And it was pretty bleak, to be honest. It was a pretty bleak winter. Um, so what do we do? We kind of make the best of a bad situation. We tried to make the house as nice as possible. So we, this was kind of about maybe 2018. This is when like house plants were like really coming back into being cool again. I don't know about you guys, but like I, if there's something that's like cool and trendy, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I'm cool and trendy too. I'm going to hook onto that because there's nothing cooler or trendier than someone trying to be trendy. Um, but essentially we bought a bunch of indoor plants and I got this fiddle leaf fig, right? I got this big, beautiful, beautiful fiddle leaf fig that was going to be that's not the fiddle leaf fig that it was ours that's that's that that was my image my vision of what it was going to be it was going to just completely revolutionize our house it was going to cover over all the problems it was going to cover over the black mold of the house and in the space of a year this little fiddle leaf fig grew about an inch and that was about all we got out of it and it was pretty disappointing because the fig leaves didn't cover the black mold the fig leaves didn't cover the black mold. The fig leaves didn't fix the problem. Today I want to talk about fig leaves. Fig leaves are a really interesting thing in the Bible because they actually come up a lot of times, but I don't know if you're anything like me, but I've kind of glossed over it in the past, right? I've kind of like, oh, okay, like fig leaves, that's cool. Fig leaves come up 46 times in the Bible, or figs in general. I shouldn't say just fig leaves, but figs. Fig trees, fig fruit, fig leaves. comes up 46 times in the Bible. So I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe God is trying to say something to us about figs, right? Maybe God's trying to say something to us about fig leaves. As a kind of counterpoint, doves, for instance. If I say doves, like, what's the symbolism? What's the immediate imagery? What do they represent? 
peace, right? Because we've been like clockwork orange, the story of Noah, since we were like three. So we kind of know that like doves represent peace, but fig leaves have something that they represent as well. So I want to look to Genesis 3 to start off. It's the first time figs come into the Bible. And let's give it a bit of a read. Genesis 3, 6 to 10. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and that the fruit looked delicious. This isn't a fig. This is the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And he replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Let's jump forward to verse 21. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. And the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out and take the fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. There's something that I had glossed over in that story previously that I'm pretty sure the first death in the Bible happens here. Like, I I thought it was Cain and Abel, but the Lord God made clothing from animal skins. Where'd he get the animal skins from? So they were wearing fig leaves, and God goes, get out of my garden, right? You can't be here any longer. But hold on, even though you've screwed up, even though you've messed up, even though you've fallen short of the paradigm from which I've set from you, I'm not going to send you out there with those fig leaves. So those fig leaves aren't doing anything. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to make a sacrifice. I'm going to make a sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice an animal so that you can be covered. Even though you're going out against my plan, even though you are going out against what I have told you to do, I am still going to cover you. Because fig leaves aren't going to last when the winds start blowing. Right, Fig leaves aren't going to cover us when the drought comes and the heat waves comes. Jesus comes and sees through our fig leaves. Because God knew that fig leaves weren't enough. They convinced themselves that they were. They kind of covered themselves with these leaves. They sewed them together. Like, this is going to be enough. This is going to cover me. This is going to hide my naughty bits, right? But God says, nah, um, I have something better for you. We have these fig leaves that we put on in our life to try and hide our naughty bits, right? Try and hide, you know, maybe our depression or maybe try to hide our shopping addiction or our anger management problems or whatever it is, these things that we're struggling with. And we put these fig leaves on and we go out into society and we think that nobody's noticing. We think that everything looks okay. And God's going, man, those fig leaves. I've got something so much better for you than those fig leaves. But first, before 
Jesus is able to cover us, before God is able to cover us with animal skin, before we are able to be covered with something better. First, we've got to drop those fig leaves, right? We've got to drop the act. We've got to get real. We've got to admit that there's a problem. We've got to say, hey, I got some black mold (laughs) and fig leaves aren't doing it. I need something more. I need to be covered with something better because God is our tailor. Jesus is our tailor. We've got a God who wants to clothe us, not in fig leaves anymore, but in animal skins. Not in animal skins, but what does it say in Galatians 3.27? For all of you who were baptized into Christ have now clothed yourselves with Christ. Colossians 3.12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness and patience. But God's not done with fig leaves. Fig leaves keep on coming up, right? Mary read that verse before, Mark 11. The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He was hungering after something. Jesus was hungering after fruit. So he comes across this fig tree and he curses it because it has leaves, but it doesn't have any fruit. Jump forward in the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. And Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. And Jesus says, have faith in God. So we think at this point, wow, God must really hate figs, right? Like what has God got against figs? See, we need to understand some things. If Jesus had gone up and cursed a eucalyptus tree and a koala had fallen out of it, he'd be like, whoa, like God must really be like judging Australia, right? But see, if we look at the Old Testament in Hosea and Jeremiah, fig trees represent the people of God. They represent Israel. So then suddenly Jesus is seeing this fig tree, right? This fig tree, which is representative of God's people. And he's seeing that in that moment, they have all leaves, but no fruit. See, sometimes we think our fig leaves will not only cover the black mold, not only cover our naughty bits, but they're also going to cover our lack of fruit. And that's why Jesus is mad at this fig tree. You know what's really important to know that I didn't realize until I did a bit of research? Fig trees stand alone as a tree which brings fruit before leaves. Fig trees bring fruit before leaves. God doesn't want us to be covering ourselves with leaves. He wants us to be bringing fruit. God's saying, you're all leaves and no fruit. But then Jesus comes along. Jesus, the gardener, to prune those leaves. I found it really interesting. God revealed something to me this week. Just kind of pointed something out. In John 20, right? How does Jesus reveal himself to Mary? As a tailor or as a judge or as a king or as a medical doctor? Because he's kind of all those things. But no, he reveals himself as a gardener. He's coming back into the garden. Because suddenly if we look at Genesis 3.23 again, it says, So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made to cultivate it, to prepare the ground, to prepare the soil for something that's coming because Jesus is coming as a gardener who's going to plant a tree of life. That tree of life that we now missed out on is being planted again 
through what Jesus has done. This is the last chapter of the Bible, so spoilers if you haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but it's Revelation 22, 1 to 5. So John is given this vision. And the subheading in my, in my NIV Bible was a return to Eden. Because I think we forget, we, took, we know that, you know, we got banished from Eden, but we forget that at the end of the story in Revelation, God's inviting us back into Eden. It says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees are now for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. There will be no need for the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. See, God's, God's inviting us back into the garden. He's saying, hey, come back in. <laughs> but we're, we're rocking up to the Garden of Eden, still wearing fig leaves, thinking that God's going to be really impressed with our ensemble because it's covering up all our naughty bits because it probably will hide the fact that we didn't bring anything. And God opens up the gate to the Garden of Eden and goes, again with the fig leaves. Jesus, come, come, can you... Can you, look, can you look after this, Jesus? Can you, can you look after what's going on here? Because I thought I took these fig leaves off like forever ago and I thought I gave them something better, but can you just, can you just help this situation, Jesus, right now? And Jesus comes out in a robe. And he just starts pulling our fig leaves off. Starts pulling our fig leaves off. And then he takes off his robe. And he puts it over us. He says, come on in. Now you can come on in. <laughs> That's the dress code. No fig leaves here. You need a robe of Christ. So come on in. Come on in. And they sit down along a river of crystal water. And he picks fruit from the tree of life and gives it to you. And as you're eating it, you go, wait, Jesus Aren't you naked? <laughs> Jesus goes, I have nothing to hide. I didn't need the robe. The robe's for you. I didn't need the robe. I came down for you to give you the robe. I never needed the robe. The robe is for you, so you can come back into the Garden of Eden. He goes, but I've got one last thing for you. I might just call the band back up. He says, I've got one last thing. And he hands you a box. And in that box are more robes. He goes, I need you to go back down. Because there's a lot of people down there who are wearing fig leaves. And I, like, I know it, it will seem at first that those fig leaves are fine and, and they'll think that the fig leaves are fine, but those fig leaves aren't covering anything. In fact, for a lot of them, they're actually pointing out 
the stuff that they're trying to cover. Like a Band-Aid over a sore. Pointing out what's wrong a lot more than actually covering it up. And those fig leaves aren't doing anything. I've got these robes and you've got to go out and you've got to give those robes to people. Because people are out there and they're naked. And I want to have them clothed. But in my robes, in a robe of Christ, so they can come in and they can taste how good the tree of life tastes. So we're stuck in this house with black mold. And we were looking for new houses to move into. And it was starting to get really frustrating. I was week after week after week. It was just we couldn't find a house. And I got to a point where I just had to give it over to God. I said, God, I've got this black mold (laughs) that I, I can't get away from. Can you just provide something? And the next day... A real estate agent contacts us and goes, hey, are you still interested in that house? We go, oh, I didn't even think it was on the market anymore. But yeah, <laughs> we are. So we moved into this house and we grabbed our fiddle leaf fig and we pruned the leaves off it and let the light come in. And this fiddle leaf fig flourished because Jesus is the light. In Revelation, it says, You don't need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give you light. You'll reign forever and ever. But you've got to drop those fig leaves. You've got to drop those fig leaves. Because only when you drop those fig leaves that you can be clothed fully in the robe of Christ. Let us pray. God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that there is a story that doesn't end from us being expelled from the Garden of Eden, but it ends with us being invited back in because we are clothed with a robe of Jesus. God, I just pray this morning that if there are fig leaves in people's lives that have been covering up something, have been covering up a sin, have been covering up a floor have been covering up something that's been festering, an addiction, Lord, a lie, God, a betrayal. Lord, wouldn't you just give us the courage to be naked before you this morning, to drop our fig leaves so that we can be re-clothed in a robe of Christ, so that we can bear fruit that is good and that fills you because Jesus you hunger for fruit not for leaves you hunger for fruit Jesus name we pray Amen